Hello and welcome to the commentary for lesson 343, 2 Kings chapter 11. I did not read from the scripture which aligns with this passage in 2 Chronicles. Um, so I will pull from that. A lot of it was the same, but there was a portion that added a lot of detail. So I will go over that um, in the commentary. So the story picks up with Athaliah, and remember she is Jezebel, King Ahab, and Jezebel's daughter, and she learns that her son, King Ahaziah of Judah, has been killed by Jehu, and so that makes her heir to the throne. Um, she's the queen mother, okay, and so she wants to kill in order to hang on to that power, her her need for power is so strong that she's willing to kill her own grandson. That just boggles the mind. How she could even think that way is beyond me. And so she decides that she's going to destroy the rest of the royal family to ensure her seat at the throne and to make it last as long as possible. Um, but Ahaziah's sister, Jehosheba is the daughter of King Jehoram, and as pointed out in Second Chronicles 22, she was also the wife of Jehoiada the priest, which is an important consideration. I'm glad that they pointed that out later, because that lets you know um, that her allegiance is to God, and that she has a special part in this story. So Jehosheba takes Ahaziah's infant son Joash and stole him away from among the rest of the king's children who were about to be killed. She put Joash and his nurse in a bedroom to hide him from Athaliah so the child was not murdered. Joash remained hidden in the temple of the Lord for six years while Athaliah ruled over the land. And you know, hiding him in the temple was the perfect place because Athaliah was evil. She wasn't going to go in there. She didn't go in the temple. She went to the temple of Baal and worshipped him, but she certainly did not set foot in God's holy temple. So that was the perfect place to put him. So he was raised there. He was a newborn when he was hidden, and he was hidden until the age of seven when the priest, Jehoiada, decided to get up the nerve to do the right thing and let the people know that Joash was alive and that he would be crowned king. So he plans very carefully, very strategically, this revolt against Athaliah, the queen mother. It says in the seventh year of Athaliah's reign, so it's perfect timing, but it also because Joash was so young, he couldn't, a baby can't become king, um, and really, it's questionable that a seven-year-old could, but clearly, Jehoiada is really going to be running the show for a while. And he's had a lot, I'm sure, a big part of the raising of Joash and instilled his values and his faith into Joash. So that should be a good thing, right? We shall see. So... Anyway, in the seventh year of Athaliah's reign, Jehoiada the priest summoned the commanders, the Karite mercenaries, and, and mercenaries are professional soldiers hired to serve in a foreign army. So these would be mercenary troops from Karite. 
Okay, and the palace guards to come to the temple of the Lord. He made a solemn pact with them and made them swear an oath of loyalty there in the Lord's temple. Then he showed them the king's son. Um, This was a huge risk on his part, but it was important that he did it. He was risking his life in order to do this. He says to the commanders and the and the mercenary troops this is what you must do um and he gives them all their assignments a third of you are going to guard the palace a third of you are going to guard the gate and a third of you are going to stand behind the palace guard um these three groups will all guard the palace then other two units um who are off duty on the sabbath must stand guard for the king at the Lord's temple. So they're going to form a bodyguard ring around the king, directly around the king, and around the temple. I think it's important that it mentions that they were off duty and it was the Sabbath, just because it lets you know how unusual the circumstances were for this event. So in Second Chronicles 23, it gives so much more detail in this part. Um, it says, in the seventh year of Athaliah's reign, Jehoiada the priest decided to act. It points out he decided to act. And then it says he summoned the courage. It makes the point to say he summoned the courage because it would have taken courage to do that. And he made a pact with the five army commanders. And then it gives their names, who their fathers are, where they come from. It says these men traveled secretly throughout Judah, summoned the Levites and clan leaders in all the towns to come to Jerusalem. So it's good that Second Chronicles 23 goes into that detail. And especially when it talks about the Levites, the Levites were the priests. And that was back Old Testament Moses time when we learned about the Levites and how they were the only ones that could serve as priests in God's holy temple. And so they were the ones that were protecting the king. Notice he didn't pick the strongest soldiers to protect the king. I mean, they did. They had their duty around the palace and things. But the ones that he had protecting the king were the Levites, the religious men of God. So that's telling. He really is trusting Jehoiada, really trusts the Lord to protect that king. Remember, that king, Joash, is from the line of David. And so that would be important to continue that line. He knows that God made that covenant with David so long ago that the Messiah would come through his family line. And so he's protecting that. So the Levites and the clan leaders all gathered at the temple of God where they made a solemn pact with Joash, the young king. Then Jehoiada brought out Joash, the king's son, placed the crown on his head, and presented him with a copy of God's laws. They anointed him and proclaimed him king, and everyone clapped their hands and shouted, Long live the king! And so Joash, at seven years old, is crowned king. Second Kings 11, it says the commanders and trumpeters were surrounding him and people from all over the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets. And when Athaliah heard all the noise made by the palace guards and the people, she hurried to the Lord's temple to see what was happening. And when she saw that her grandson, the newly crowned king, sitting in the place of authority, 
She was upset because she knew this was the end for her. She shouts treason, treason, and she tears her clothes in despair. Um, And then the king has, or Jehoiada has her killed. Um, But he makes sure that she is not to be killed in the temple of the Lord. Second Chronicles 23 makes a point to say it just expands on the rejoicing that happened. It made a point to say singers with musical instruments were leading the people in a great celebration. So just let you know, this was no big, um, yay, we have a new king and life goes on as normal. This was the people were so excited. This was, you know, the temple of Baal was destroyed and They thought all hope was gone. Imagine the people of Jerusalem, a lot of them were evil and had followed the ways of the evil queen mother and King Ahab and Jezebel. But there were some, you can assume, of God's people in their midst. So what a relief for them it must have been when they just saw, oh, Joash is alive. We have a new king. Hallelujah. And the Baal temple is is destroyed and um just what a new a renewed sense of hope and peace they must have had with the crowning of Joash so that's a beautiful moment um and then second kings 11 verse 17 says Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people and they would be the Lord that they would be the Lord's people Now, from my study Bible, I want to just mention a couple things. It said that the covenant had been virtually ignored for over a hundred years. It had been over a hundred years since they have listened to or focused on God's laws, at least in public, right? So Jehoiada restored the temple procedures and its worship services according to David's original plans. So that's cool. We're getting back to King David and the way things uh, should be done. Okay, my study Bible also makes this important little note. And it reminds me, it says Athaliah's life ended as her mother Jezebel's had by execution. Evil never pays. It's always going to catch up with you. There was another note in here I wanted to read. Okay, this is a good thing to close with. It says, although it could have cost him his life, this priest did what was right, restoring the temple worship and anointing the new king. There are times when we must correct a wrong or speak out for what is right. When such a situation arises, gather up your courage and act. So that's a perfect takeaway and that's a perfect way to end this uh, lesson today. So we will close with that. But I just want to wish you all a happy day and and, uh The weather's starting to warm, so it's exciting. I'm getting out and doing yard work. And anyway, hope you all have a great day. I will talk to you soon.